0: Welcome to the Buddha Sasana podcast. This talk was given by Biku Chintita in Chisago City, Minnesota. But there comes a time when his mind becomes inwardly steadied, composed, unified, and concentrated. That concentration is then calm and refined. It is attained to full tranquility and achieved mental unification. It's not maintained by strenuous suppression of the defilements. Then, to whatever mental state Realizable by direct knowledge, he directs his mind. He achieves the capacity of realizing that state by direct knowledge whenever the necessary conditions obtain. We've now discussed five of the eight factors in the Noble Eightfold Path. Those of the wisdom group, Right View and Right Intention, And those of the virtue group, right speech, right action, and right livelihood. In the next three talks, we turn to the remaining factors. The final three steps of the Noble Eightfold Path constitute the concentration or cultivation group. They are right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. These together represent A precise integration of the mental faculties into a well oiled engine of virtue, calm, and insight that can be achieved through dedicated training. These steps are generally found fully engaged by the yogi in seated meditation, though the first two also frequently occur in less formal contexts. Their role In producing insight is highlighted in their inclusion in the five faculties, or five strengths, listed by the Buddha among the factors that lead to awakening. The factors are faith or trust, energy, mindfulness, concentration, and wisdom. I interpret the middle three factors as a collaborative process that takes faith as input, slices and dices it, and produces wisdom as output. For we accept views provisionally as right view, then through the practice of effort, mindfulness, and concentration, we come to verify those views in our own experience as higher wisdom. Right Effort Right effort is the workhorse of our practice. It continually encourages wholesome or skillful thoughts and discourages unwholesome or unskillful. Right effort is also involved in following every other factor of the path. That is, in abandoning wrong view and entering into right view. In abandoning wrong intention and entering into right attention in abandoning wrong speech and entering into right speech, in abandoning wrong action and entering into right action, in abandoning wrong livelihood and entering into right livelihood, in maintaining right mindfulness and navigating right concentration. For the normative duality between unskillful and skillful is largely equivalent to that of right or wrong, as in right view, wrong view, etc. More specifically, we practice right effort when we bring desire, work, persistence, and intent to bear for the sake of the non-arising of unskillful qualities that have not yet arisen, for the sake of the abandoning of unskillful qualities that have arisen for the sake of the arising of skillful qualities that have not yet arisen, and for the maintenance, non-confusion, increase, plenitude, development, and culmination of skillful qualities that have arisen. I think of right effort as the work of a gardener. The first effort is like the gardener preventing weeds from growing, the second like pulling weeds that have grown, the third like planting desirable seeds and watering them so they sprout, and the last like protecting and cultivating the existing desirable plants so that they thrive. In this way, right effort purifies our intentions prior to speech or action. Right effort provides the energy of practice. Every time there is resistance to right anything, then right effort is called for. If it's time to meditate and we're just too lazy, laziness is to be weeded out and ardency needs to be watered. If we're ready to flirt with our neighbor's husband, sensual passion is to be weeded, contentment with our own hapless husband watered. Often the effort required is enormous. We may be dealing with ingrained habits or natural instinctive behaviors. Right effort is fundamental to our practice, beginning with living a Buddhist life. For we need to overcome unskillful tendencies in order to practice generosity, harmlessness, and harmony. A variety of techniques are provided in the discourses for performing right effort. For instance, suppose an unskillful thought arises, then we can replace it with a different skillful thought, like getting rid of a coarse peg with a fine one, or consider the downside of unskillful thoughts, which will make us disgusted as if by a carcass hung around our neck. Or empty the mind, like shutting the eyes. Or step backward to the origin of unskillful thought, like walking slowly instead of fast, or standing instead of walking slowly. Or subdue and beat it down with clenched teeth, like a strong man restraining, subduing, and beating a weaker man down. As a result of removing such unskillful thoughts, we're assured that the The mind will stand firm, settle down, become unified, and collected. This language anticipates that the result will play a causal role in bringing the mind to concentration. A short list of five categories of mental factors are distinguished as particularly vexing when we practice mindfulness and bring the mind to concentration because they naturally keep the mind in a state of agitation or distraction. These are known as the hindrances. Holding these at least temporarily at bay is necessary for a strong meditation practice. The five hindrances are lust, Ill will, sloth and torpor, restlessness and remorse, and doubt. Lust, hubba hubba, ill will that darn blankety blank, sloth and torpor, zzz, restlessness and remorse. If only I had, I know I'll, doubt. What do I think I'm doing here anyway? These factors are expressions of greed, hatred, and delusion. The first one of greed, the second of hatred, and the remaining ones of delusion, and are therefore unskillful. Subduing all of them for a period of time, we produce a degree of seclusion from worldly concerns, which is very conducive indeed to contemplative practice for instance, in seated meditation. Notice that they are unskillful factors that trouble us, that prevent the mind from settling. The mind delighting in renunciation or overflowing with too darn much kindness is not the one hindered from moving on to mindfulness and concentration. Right Mindfulness Mindfulness is the conventional translation of the Pali word sati, a derivation of a root meaning memory. And And what what is is the the faculty faculty of mindfulness? mindfulness? There There is the the case where a monk, a A disciple of the noble noble ones, is mindful, highly meticulous, meticulous, remembering remembering and able to call to mind mind, even things that were done and said long ago. In the context of Buddhist practice, it's to keep the Dhamma in mind, or to recall the Dhamma to mind, to meet present conditions appropriately. For instance, it reminds us to apply precepts, to recognize our skillful and unskillful thoughts, to guard the sense faculties at the right time, In fact, it is similarly implicated in the practice of each of the other factors of the Noble Eightfold Path. It also brings the Four Noble Truths to mind as we investigate craving and sufferings in our own experience. Since keeping in mind serves primarily to evaluate present experience, this function requires that we be highly cognizant of present conditions. This is certainly why mindfulness is commonly understood as being in the moment. Right? Mindfulness is often defined more specifically as attending to mindfulness, satipatthana, often foundations of mindfulness or establishment of mindfulness, an exercise of observation or contemplation in a specific way that involves several cooperating factors. In this practice, the Buddha recommends attending to any one of four general topic areas of contemplation, the first and last of which are further elaborated into subtopics. Contemplation of these topics promotes insight into the nature of experience, thereby turning right view into seeing things as they are. This is the standard passage that introduces the Satipatthana suttas. And what, monks, is right mindfulness? Herein, a monk dwells contemplating the body in the body, ardent, clearly comprehending, and mindful, having put away covetousness and grief concerning the world. He dwells contemplating feelings and feelings, ardent, clearly comprehending and mindful, having put away covetousness and grief concerning the world. He dwells contemplating states of mind in states of mind, ardent, clearly comprehending and mindful, having put away covetousness and grief concerning the world, He dwells contemplating phenomena in phenomena, ardent, clearly comprehending, and mindful, having put away covetousness and grief concerning the world. Right mindfulness thereby begins by choosing a topic of contemplation within one of the four categories of body, feelings, mind states, and phenomena. In practicing mindfulness of body, for instance, we might attend to bodily postures and movement, or attend to the breath, or attend to the decay of a body at death. In mindfulness of feeling, we attend to what pleases us and what irks us, but not to complex emotional states, most typically bodily sensations of comfort and discomfort, In mindfulness of mind, we attend to the present general quality of mind, for instance, whether it's calm or agitated, sharp or dull, etc. The last category, phenomena, is the most broad and targets individual experiential factors specifically elucidated in the teaching of Dhamma, such as the five hindrances that we just discussed under right effort or the relationship of craving to suffering, as described in the Four Noble Truths. The summation of wisdom entails insight into all the factors of right view, so mindfulness of phenomena should be taken very broadly indeed. In each case, we try to stay on task as we attend to our topic. What are the various factors we bring to our mindfulness in the passage above. Contemplating the body in the body, contemplating feelings and feelings, etc., is to see directly without conceptual proliferation the object directly as it presents itself, without wrapping ideas or preconditions around it. Ardent, is the energy we commonly associate with mindfulness. Clearly comprehending suggests a degree of investigation or evaluation, but minimally conceptual as we perceive the rising and falling of objects in our experience, letting them speak to us. This is, in fact, the locus of insight where intuitive wisdom develops. Mindful here means keeping the Dhamma in mind, as discussed. Here it serves to support the process of investigation, and therefore specifically to track the current topic of investigation. Finally, putting away covetousness and grief concerning the world is suggestive of holding the hindrances at bay, therefore attaining a degree of mental seclusion Conducive to contemplative practice, as described under right effort earlier. Although mindfulness is something we can carry around all day, the attending of mindfulness is best practiced as we sit on the cushion. It's important to understand that what we practice and cultivate here is not any old mindfulness, but right mindfulness, just as we practice and cultivate not. Any old view, but right view, and just as we practice and cultivate not any old action, but right action. Mindfulness is something we all have to some extent, usually to a widely varying extent, and it's generally there when we most need it, and it's even systematically trained in certain professions and in other contexts. It's there when a sniper is pulling the trigger that will neutralize what has some indications of being a possible enemy combatant. It is there when a cat burglar removes the famous gemstone with an adeptness that avoids setting off the alarm system. But this is not right mindfulness. Right mindfulness is the mindfulness that is implicated in every other path factor. Right mindfulness does not exist independently of the rest of the path.
1: First, establish
0: yourself in the starting point of wholesome states, that is, in purified moral discipline and right view. Then when your moral discipline is purified and your right view straight, you should practice the four attendings of mindfulness. Right mindfulness is a critical component of right effort and both work in collaboration with right view. Right view is the forerunner. And how is right view the forerunner? One discerns wrong action as wrong action and right action as right action. One tries to abandon wrong action and to enter into right action. This is one's right effort. One is mindful to abandon wrong action and to enter and remain in right action. This is one's right mindfulness. Thus, these three qualities, right view, right effort, and right mindfulness, run and circle around right action. This passage circles around right action, but it's stated verbatim with each of intention, speech, view, and livelihood, replacing action in turn. Right view is the forerunner, and with right effort and right mindfulness, it is applied critically to the practice of each of the first five path factors. Right view is what we understand, right effort is the practice of purity of mind, and right mindfulness is the present recollection of what is to be observed. Like a thermostat, that monitors the temperature, triggering right effort as needed. There's a kind of art to clear comprehension. It's a kind of immediate conceptual investigation of experiences as they arise and fall. It serves to develop wisdom or insight, but stays clear of intellectual reasoning. For reasoning, intellectually, would be to wrap ideas or preconceptions around what is experienced. It's a matter of noting or verifying, sometimes as far as noting a conditioning relation between two factors. For instance, in contemplating feeling and feeling, one might note an instance of suffering, perhaps a twinge of anxiety, and note right before that a covetous thought. Then recall the second noble truth. Feeling and feeling, etc., places a constraint on how far a thought might wander. We'll stop here for today. Next week, we'll look at the final factor in the Noble Eightfold Path, right concentration.